February 1st, 2023. A new month is here, but this isn't any ordinary month. This is the month that symbolizes love at its highest, or should I say one day that symbolizes love at its highest. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Valentine's Day. When Valentine's Day approaches, people start acting different. It's almost like they never felt love before. But I know we all felt love in some way, at some point in our lives. I can't speak for everyone, but me personally, I felt some of the purest love. I guess that makes me a lucky man, right? How do I feel about this day? Well, each year I find myself on the lonely side of this so-called holiday. And if I'm being completely honest, I do like Valentine's Day, but crazy shit happens to me every year. But Valentine's Day is beautiful. Love in general is beautiful. Seeing big displays of love and the length that men and women will go for their significant other just makes me crave love even more. I'm infatuated with everything love represents. Maybe one day I'll find a girl that's right for me. Maybe this year will be different. But if I'm all alone this year, then that means one thing. A nigga done fucked up. I'm sorry I never introduced myself. My name is Damien St. Germain. I'm 27 years old, and I'm from West Philadelphia, or as we like to call it, West Philly. I know you're wondering why a guy like me is journaling. Let me take you back to Wednesday, December 14, 2022. This day brought me to this moment, and it's the reason why we're having this conversation in the first place. It was my first day of therapy with my therapist, Dr. Collins. Yes, I'm a black man that goes to therapy, and it isn't a taboo as many people think. Why do I need therapy, you might be asking. You'll find that out later as the story continues. My therapist and I were talking about trauma and how there's a root cause for every trauma. The trauma could be a person, thing, or an experience. With the new year approaching, he decided to give me an assignment. Journaling. I was instructed to journal at least once every week from January 1st, 2023 to December 31st, 2023 about my thoughts, feelings, wants, and desires. As a man, I never thought about journaling. Journaling to me is like having a diary, and the thought of having a diary made me reject the idea, but Dr. Collins assured me that it would be beneficial to my growth, and I trust him because trust is the number one factor in therapy. Even though I was skeptical at first, I took his advice. When the clock hit 12 on New Year's Eve, I wrote my first entry. Ever since then, I've been writing more than once a week, and it's been therapeutic for me. January was about childhood trauma, and now this month, February, is about partner relationship trauma. Is it a coincidence that my therapist chose this trauma for February? Nah, I think he intended for this to happen. Uncovering my past relationships and partners will help me get to the root of my inner self. So he says. I'm not going to lie, I don't want to get your hopes up. But my love life is nothing like the movies. I never held the boombox outside a girl's window and begged for her to take me back. I never ran through the Philadelphia International Airport to stop the girl from hopping on a flight to Paris where she'd begin a new job and a life without me. My love life is normal. But lately, it's just been silent. My love life hasn't always been this complicated. 
Respectfully, I have my fair share of women and relationships. I've only dated one woman in my entire life. There's another woman I love very much, but she was never mine. There were a couple flings here and there, but they aren't worth mentioning. Each woman I encountered at a different point in my life, and whether it was a relationship or romantic or friendly at first, it shaped me into ways that I can't explain, but only right. I love women and have always played a huge part in my life. Maybe I'll be able to decipher my love life and figure out why none of them worked out. Was I the problem? Or maybe I'll finish this entry with more unanswered questions. But to understand me and my journey with love, then I have to take you to the very beginning. The year was 2013, and it was the fall semester of freshman year at Hawthorne College. I walked into campus bookstore to rent books for my finance, accounting, and elective classes that already started. I'll nod the bookstore clerk told me, all of the books dedicated to my major. I began to walk there, but I stopped in aisle eight because I saw the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. She was wearing this burgundy sweatshirt that had the Giovanni logo on it, blue jeans that were ripped at the knees, freshly worn black converses, and black curly hair that fell down her back. Damn! <sighs> she was holding the book for one of her classes, Human Anatomy and Physiology, and then she reached under the shelf under section DG and picked up another book, Fundamentals of Nursing. She was a nursing major. Now I know what you're thinking, Mrs. Stalker behavior, but this was far from that. This was infatuation because I couldn't take my eyes off her. After she grabbed the book, she walked towards the end of the aisle and I ran after her. I couldn't let her walk away without knowing her name. Excuse me. I thought I would take the opportunity to introduce myself. My name is Damien St. Germain. What's your name? Ariana Carter. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Ariana. Are you a freshman? Is it obvious? Yes, but I'm a freshman too, so you don't have to feel alone. Thanks for the comfort. It's nice seeing a friendly face. Hopefully it'll be a more memorable one. You never know. Well, it was nice to meet you, Damien St. Germain. But I have to go to my women's history class, and I don't want to be late on my first day. Wait. I know this is straightforward, but can I have your number? That is pretty straightforward. Well, what can I say? I'm a straightforward kind of guy. This may come as a shock to you, but I like straightforward guys. It takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. I admire your courage. So, is that a yes? I usually don't do this, but I think today I'll make an exception. I'm free after seven tonight. Give me a call. Great. I'll call you after seven. I'll be waiting. See you around, Damien St. Germain. I watched her as she left the bookstore, and my first thought was, damn, she might be the one for me. That was the start of my relationship with Ariana. After I left the bookstore, I sat through a couple of classes, but all I could think about was her. Later that night, I mustered up the courage to call her. So many thoughts ran through my mind as I dialed her number, but once I heard her voice, the fear went away.
Hello? Hey, uh, it's Damien. <laughs> I was wondering when you would call. I was impatiently waiting by my phone. It's 7.01 p.m. You're a minute late. Have you ever heard the phrase, to be early is to be on time? To be on time is to be late? To be late is to be forgotten? I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Hopefully you didn't forget about me. I almost did. But you redeemed yourself. So, Damien St. Germain, tell me something about yourself. We talked all night and she gave me comfort. I have never felt this way about a girl that I was into before. I won't go into details, but the conversations we had that night made my love grow for her even more. Our conversations didn't stop there. We talked on the phone every night. I started working a part-time job on campus, so I saved enough money to take her out on a date. Our first date together was October 8th, 2013. We went to dinner at a local restaurant. We ate, talked, and laughed all night. When the night was over, I drove her back to her room and walked her to her dorm and um, kissed her goodnight. This is our first kiss together. On our next date, we decided to grab breakfast instead of dinner because we had an upcoming test that required a lot of late night studying. I ordered a stack of pancakes and asked the waiter, right, will you be my girlfriend on the plate in chocolate syrup? When Ariana saw the plate, she was in shock, but she didn't hesitate to say yes as she jumped into my arms holding me so tight. It was an embrace that I'll never forget. She ate pancakes every morning for the rest of the semester. <laughs> From that moment on, our entire freshman year was spent together. We would study together, go to games together, party together, slept together each night. We even failed a couple classes together. <laughs> I was living every day with my best friend and I never wanted it to end. When school was done for the semester, our summer was filled with beach trip, going to the movies, kickbacks, watching the sunrise at Belmont. I introduced Ariana to my mother, and she loved her. Ariana and family embraced me too, even though her dad was always watching my every move. As years went on, we grew more and more in love. Sophomore year, we learned more about each other and spent the holidays together. My family rented a cabin in the Poconos for the winter getaway, and her family joined us. We drank and played games every night. By the end of the trip, I was broke from one too many rounds of spades with her dad and uncle. Looking back at our relationship, we did move into things kind of fast, but we were so in love that nothing else mattered. Everything was good between us until the summer before senior year. I was off campus a lot working, trying to land an internship to better my resume. We were so focused on starting our careers and thinking about the next step that when it was time to have the tough conversations about our lives together after college, we avoided it until we no longer could. Finishing an undergrad in nursing is challenging enough. And now the stress of applying to med school is sending me over the edge. Getting accepted is another hurdle that I don't think I'm emotionally ready for. You will get accepted somewhere, don't worry. You don't understand. Duke is my number one choice. It's the only medical school I've dreamed of attending. If I don't get accepted there, I don't know where I'll end up. My goal in life is to be a doctor. 
a geriatrician. And if I don't become one because of a failed elective that I took freshman year, or because someone from admissions doesn't like my essay, then my dreams of becoming a doctor are over. So expand your options. You can always apply to UPenn. We toured there last month and you liked it. UPenn is an Ivy League school. Do you know how hard it is to get accepted into an Ivy League school, let alone their medical program? Where's the list? What list? The list of other med schools that we made that you can apply to if you didn't get accepted into Duke. Where is it? Let's see. So we've got NYU, Columbia, John Hopkins, Hampton, Stanford, Cornell, UPenn, Vanderbilt, and the University of Pittsburgh. These are all great schools. Don't limit yourself to just Duke. I won't. It's just that Duke is my dream school, and I'm nervous that I won't get accepted. You will get accepted. Somewhere. And it's not if, but when you get accepted. So why not apply to all of them and see what they say? Okay. Are you sure you want to work after we graduate and not join me for grad school? I have to. A master's in finance would be great, but I can't take out any more student loans, and grad schools are expensive. They would be more expensive knowing that I have to juggle paying for school and taking care of both of us after we graduate. I'll still be with you. I just, you know, won't be in school with you. You don't have to take care of me. I don't have to, but I want to. I'm a man, and that's what men do. Fine. I won't fight you about it. I'll let you be a man. But has this man applied to jobs near these schools? <laughs> yes, I have. Great. Hopefully, I'll get an acceptance letter soon. You'll get a job offer near wherever I decide to go to school, and then we can plan our lives together. Months went by and Ariana didn't hear anything from the school she applied to for early admissions. I would be lying if I said I wasn't fearful. Although I applied to jobs near her future medical schools, I sent more applications to jobs back at home as a safety net. This was the first time I felt scared that our lives might be going in two different directions. The rest of our junior year, Ariana was working hard to land a summer internship at the hospital in Center City. She thought that this internship would help her get a leg up in a medical school application before regular deadlines passed. While Ariana was focused on her career, I was focused on mine. I laid down the groundwork so that one day I can open my own accounting firm. I also started to study for my CPA license. A month before we left school, Ariana found out that she didn't get accepted into her internship that she applied for. I tried to comfort her in the best way I knew how, but she wanted her distance, so I gave it to her. When she feels disappointed, she tends to shut down and isolate herself. She settled for a job where she had to sort through medical documents all day at a small hospital in Malvern. I worked in Center City at an accounting firm all summer. The experience was nice, even though there was no air conditioning in the building, but overall I was happy. The head of the firm was pleased with my work, so he offered me a full-time entry-level accounting job after I graduate. <sighs> I was so happy that I accepted the offer right on the spot. The job had so many perks, including a great salary, and it meant that I could stay home and be close to my family. It was the ideal job that any college graduate would want. I couldn't pass that up. But in the back of my head, I was scared to tell Ariana that I was staying home after we graduate. 
the rest of the summer, I prayed every day that she will get accepted into UPenn, or if not UPenn, then hopefully the University of Pittsburgh. As the summer went on, we both became extremely busy with work, preparing for life after college and maintaining a relationship. We slowly started to drift apart. We tried our best to make our relationship work, but added pressure around us made things mm, difficult. I planned a date night for a Saturday night so I could tell her the truth. The night went great at first, but then it took a turn. So, how's the job hunt going? It's going great. I actually wanted to talk to you about that. But first, I want to hear about your medical um, program process. How are the applications coming along? Can we talk about something else? What's wrong? You didn't get accepted into Duke? I'm still waiting to hear back from Duke. I'm still waiting to hear back from everyone, actually. Non-schools and no one has gotten back to you yet? The competition must be stiff, damn. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. I, don't worry, there's nothing to worry about. You will get accepted. What's competition to a winner anyways, huh? Actually, it wasn't nine. It was only seven. Seven? What two didn't make the cut? Is there something you aren't telling me? I didn't... I didn't apply to UPenn or the University of Pittsburgh. Why? I want to get out of the city. I want to explore other states and other options. There are great options here. Is that what you're calling them? Options? Yes, and they are great options. When did you make this decision? Finals week. Hmm. Finals week. So you knew this entire time, and you didn't say anything? So while you were weighing out your options, you ruled out the greatest one. Me. I'm an option too, aren't I? I am weighing my options, and I was afraid to say it out loud. That's why I'm telling you tonight, because I feel more confident in my decision. Staying back home wasn't definite. Nothing was definite. That was the problem. Haven't you been applying to different jobs? I did apply to other jobs, and since we're being honest, I accepted a full-time position at an accounting firm after I graduate. Are you fucking serious? You want to preach to me about options and, and considering you, but you didn't even consider me when you made that decision. I just accepted it. When did you accept it, Damien? Damien? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Wow. Wait, Ariana, I'm sorry. Those jobs that you were sending me all summer, how many of those did you really apply to? Half of them. Half? Wow, I can't believe you. I'm sorry. Being back home just felt like the safer option. So I applied to a couple of jobs in each state, but my main focus was getting a job back here. Up until this point, everything was a, a what if, but now this is a guarantee. You knew deep down inside how I felt about coming back home. Don't take this the wrong way, but I only applied to those other jobs to make you happy. I don't really want to be there. Maybe I should have been more honest or upfront about how I felt, but I just wanted to be with you. Listen, Ariana, I'm trying my hardest. I did the legwork all summer. I found apartments in each state. I looked up moving costs, determined how much we needed to save, to make sure that I had enough money to take care of both of us, but 
nothing was realistic. Sure, my decision was selfish, but I thought this was right for us. I thought this was a safety net. How is it right if it means we won't be together? You took that possibility away from us when you decided not to apply to those two schools here back at home. We were together every day up until that point. You never said a word. So don't put this all on me. Enough already. So now I'm the bad guy. Our communication has just been off all summer, and apparently before we left school. I know you were stressed out, but you didn't have to push me away. How did I push you away? You told me that you needed space. That night, we were talking about how much we needed to save to move to each state because you were becoming overwhelmed. You picked out apartments that were way out of our budget, and then you hung up on me because you were frustrated. It felt one-sided. Damien, I was overwhelmed and not happy. What else did you want from me? Open communication, maybe? I couldn't give it to you at that time. You couldn't give it to me at any time. So I had to force myself back into your bubble each time. You just kept pushing me out. This is real life that we're dealing with. Look at us. Arguing. Fighting. Keeping secrets from each other. Is our relationship that damaged? Our relationship is not damaged. We're just going through a rough patch, but we'll get over it. Will we? I would like to think that, but realistically, how will all of this play out? You are staying here with your dream job. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. I've been sad and, and depressed, and I know I haven't been the same girl you met, but it's just a lot on me right now. I'm sorry, okay? I should have told you sooner instead of keeping a secret from you. And I'm sorry that you feel like this weight and this burden is on you because it's not. There's a lot going on right now, but we will work through this. I'm sorry too. I should have been honest with you months ago. I just didn't want to put my stress on you anymore. I felt like I did that enough already. It's okay. I love you regardless. I love you too. After that night, we barely talked. Sure, we started a clean sleep, but nothing changed. We exchanged a couple texts here and there, but they were minimal. One day, Ariana texted me saying that she needed space, and she'll reach out to me when she's ready. I could read between the lines. I knew this was a breakup. A small breakup, but a breakup nonetheless. A month later, I moved back on campus to start my senior year, and this time things were different. I didn't know if Ariana was living on or off campus, or who she was living with, or her class schedules. Nothing. Even though she needed her space, I called a few times hoping that she would pick up and just talk to me. But her phone just kept going to voicemail. The number you have dialed. The first weekend back on campus, there was a party on Greek Row at the Kappa House. I went with my best friend Theo and it was packed. Liquor was being passed back and forth, smoke filled the air and the music was loud. But despite all of this going on, I was still able to see her. She was dancing in the middle of the room and it was almost as if the room was split into two and the spotlight was just on her the entire time. My heart dropped for a moment. This was the first time I saw her since our argument. 
I did the manly thing and approached her to talk. For a second, I had a flashback to the first day we met at the bookstore our freshman year. How are you? I'm good. Can we talk outside? Sure. Why didn't you call me when you got back to campus? I needed space. For two months? Why did you keep pushing me away? I'm not trying to push you away. I needed space to clear my mind. I needed some time alone. Every time you say you need space, I feel like I'm the problem. I wish you would just let me help you. Sometimes I have to go through the motions on my own. And, and it's not your fault. As cliche as it sounds, it's not you, it's me. Hmm. Wow. That was really corny. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you feel better now? I do. So, where do we stand? Are we moving forward? Or is Ariana moving by herself? We're moving forward. Together. Now I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I'm a sucker for taking her back so quick. How could they jump back into a relationship after not speaking for almost two months? Well, I have a lot of love and patience for Ariana. I know that we're gonna have our ups and downs, but my love for her oversees all of that. The rest of the fall semester, we slowly start to get back into each other's lives. I had my best friend back and the feeling was indescribable. February 14, 2017, Valentine's Day came around, and instead of going out for dinner, we stayed in and kept it intimate. Just the two of us. Ariana wanted to cook, and I let her. The only problem was she just learned how to cook over the summer with her mother. Within 30 minutes, her apartment was going up in smokes. Not a lot, but enough where it burnt our food. We laughed about it for weeks, you know. <laughs> we ought to take out and sat on the floor surrounded by rose petals and candles and talked about how much we'd grown since our freshman year and exchanging a long list of laughable memories. After we uh, finished eating, I went to the bathroom and stood up against the door filling my pockets, overwhelmed by uh, what I was about to do next. I came out of the bathroom and I asked her to stand. And I got down on one knee. I proposed to her. Seconds went by and it felt like minutes, but she said yes, even though I could hear the hesitation in her voice. Looking back at it, I should have just waited to propose to her, but I loved her and it felt like the right thing to do. At the end of the month, we went home to tell our friends and family in the private setting that we were engaged. Everyone was excited for us, but my parents wanted to make sure I wasn't rushing into this marriage. I should have listened to them. We remained engaged throughout the semester despite the issues we had, and it seemed like there were new ones every day. Towards the end of the semester, Ariana found out that she didn't get accepted into her first choice, Duke, or her second choice, John Hopkins, for medical school. Her only options left were Vanderbilt University or Hampton University, and she chose Hampton. She was upset at first and beat herself up about it, but after touring the school and letting reality set in, she became excited. After graduation, we spent the entire summer together. I began a new job working as an entry-level accountant, 
while Ariana was working to make sure she had enough money to leave with for medical school. August 12, 2017 was the day I helped her move into her new apartment. The first month apart was easy for us. We stayed in contact and talked every day. As the months went on, distance played a big role in our relationship. Her schoolwork became more intense, and I was back home still settling into my new role at the firm. I began a master's program for finance at Westchester that my job paid for in full. The only downside was that I had to take night classes and our communication was limited even more. She came home for winter break and things went back to normal, but only temporarily. I decided to visit her for Valentine's Day 2018 so we could celebrate one year of being engaged. The days leading up to me leaving, I knew something wasn't right, but I couldn't figure out what it was. The day I arrived at Ariana's apartment, she wasn't wearing her engagement ring. She claims that she didn't want to ruin it while working with chemicals in a science lab. Later that day, I discovered that she had it in the box, hidden under her bed. As the weekend went on, we got into this really big argument. This wasn't like any other argument that we had in the past. This is the one that changed everything. So that's what this is about? A ring? I already told you I don't want to ruin it when I'm in the lab working with acids and chemicals. I understand leaving it in the box, but why is it hidden under your bed? Ariana, I'm asking you a question. It's not hidden. You're lying to me. Everything was fine until you came home, but ever since you left, things haven't been the same. So now this is all my fault? Blame it on me. Yes, I wanted better for myself, and now I'm being persecuted for it. That came out wrong. I'm not persecuting you. I'm not blaming you. Why do you always do that? Why do you make everything about you? I can't say something without you taking it the wrong way. I'll take responsibility. Yes, I've been working more hours, and, and I could be unresponsive at times. And I'm taking night classes, too. What, what I'm trying to say is... I feel the distance between us. Even being here, you barely talk to me. You treat me like I'm one of your roommates, and you just walk right past me. Before I came here, I would call you, I would text you, and there were times where you wouldn't respond at all. I think you're pulling away from me again. So we're referencing texts? I texted you at 7.45 a.m. last Monday and said, Hey, babe. I'm going to be busy all day today and won't be able to talk as much. But text me when you get a chance. I love you. You texted me back and said you had some meetings today. I get a small five-minute window, and what do I want to do? Not go get food. Not take a small nap before my three-hour lab. Not study for a really important test I have coming up. No, I want to FaceTime my boyfriend, and he doesn't answer the phone. He doesn't even send me a text. Nothing. Ariana, I was out at happy hour with some of our firm partners, and I couldn't answer that night. I texted you the next morning and explained that to you. My point is that I'm not at fault here. You also drop the ball sometimes. I admitted that. Did you not hear me? I heard you loud and clear. So what are we arguing about? This is stupid. We shouldn't be arguing over small things as an engaged couple. When you're a thousand miles away... Maybe you want to argue about the small things, just to make sure the person you love still cares and hasn't forgotten about you. 
Is that what you think? You want to know if I still love you and I still care about you. Haven't my actions showed you that I care? Let me ask you a question. Are you in love with me? What? You heard me. I said, are you in love with me? <laughs> I'm asking you if you're in love with me and your silence isn't helping the situation. Is this something that you want? Because I want you. And if you don't want this, then tell me. Do you want me? Do you want this engagement? Do you want a life with me? I love you, Damien. I really do, but I don't know if I'm in love with you anymore. Our relationship has been toxic for the past two years. Can't you see that? Despite how we repair it, we will never get back to how things used to be. We are constantly masking our problems with temporary solutions, and I, I can't do that anymore. I'm calling off the engagement. Take this ring and, and hold on to it. When things get better, then we can focus on being engaged again getting married and building a life together. But right now, this is a bad time. And I have to focus on getting through medical school by myself. <sighs> Leaving her at the Hamptons and going back home crushed me. I drove back home and cried. Listening to Bryson Tiller didn't help either. The weeks after our engagement was called off, I was heartbroken, embarrassed more than anything because I had to tell family and friends that it was over for now, even though I knew it was over for good. My life was an endless cycle of work and night classes. I became a night owl, and some nights I couldn't even sleep. Theo had to bring me out of my depression. I got back on my feet, but I still didn't feel like myself. I was so, I was so heartbroken that I didn't date anyone and girls weren't appealing to me at the time. I did revenge fuck a few girls and I'm not proud of it, but it was a low moment for me. One night after I was working, one night after work, I was walking past the pawn shop and for a second I thought about selling a ring but that was the angry side of me talking. So I kept walking home. I stashed the ring in a safe spot, but I never looked at it again. Three months later, Theo told me that Ariana was seeing someone else. And it got me thinking. Maybe this was the reason she stopped wearing her engagement ring. Maybe it's the reason why she broke off our engagement. I guess I'll never know the truth. And honestly, I don't wanna know. At the time, losing Ariana was my biggest regret because she was my first love. I always think about what I could have done differently and if I did enough. Was I too pushy? Did I push her away? Were we truly meant to be? Months went by and I asked myself those questions over and over and over again. Ever since that day, Valentine's Day became the day I dreaded the most. It scarred me for life, but I still had hope that one day, 
it'll be a good one. Hey! <laughs> Nothing. What are you doing? Oh, yeah? Can I come over later? <laughs> okay, okay. I'll see you later. Bye. <sighs> Sorry about that. <laughs> now, uh, where were we? Slow your roll. Everything will make sense very soon. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs>